Pesachim, uh, Daf 84, we're going to see two different Mishnayot today. Um, the first one is, uh, says as follows, Kol ha-ne'echal bashor ha-gadol ya'echel bagedi harach v'rashech enafayim v'hasehuchim. Okay, we have a general principle that only edible parts of, uh, of a sheep are that, is that which one needs to eat uh, for Korban Pesach. Uh, also, you have to make sure that there is a kezait of meat, of edible meat, for everyone who is joining in into the group. So now, what do you define as something edible or not edible? Uh, the question here is regarding a baby goat. Baby goat is very soft. Even its bones are kind of cartilage, and they actually are edible when it's a baby. It's just that when it grows up, they will harden and then will not be edible. So the question is, do we uh, define it by currently what's actual, actually edible now or uh, based on their, what they will become? So the Mishnah says that anything that is edible in a big and a large ox, obviously an ox cannot be used for Karban Pesach, but we're using that as the, as the biggest, strongest animal whose bones are very hard. If in such an animal, that limb uh, or, or bone or whatever, whatever part will end up being uh, edible, then it's also considered edible in the goat. The implication is the opposite, that if it's, uh, if the, if the, if it's a part of the ox that would not, will not be edible when it's an adult, so also um, in this young goat, it is not edible. Uh, then the Mishnah gives a couple of examples of the ends of ribs and the cartilage. These examples are not clear. Are these examples of things that are permitted or things that are not permitted? Uh, it looks like the Mishnah is uh, missing something that need that to connect the, uh, the general rule and these examples. All right, and that's what the Gemara will ask about. Rabbah Rameh. Rabbah raises a contradiction. Often that's between two different sources. In this case, it's between the beginning and end of the very the same Mishnah. We have a general rule that anything that is considered that is edible in a large ox was also going to be considered edible in a baby goat uh, that is soft. So the implication is that whatever is not eaten in an adult ox, you may not consider food. And so you can't count that as a kezait uh, for the baby goat. Emasefa. <clears throat> So that's the general rule, but then let's see the, the examples. The ends of the ribs and the cartilage. Now these, uh, these parts are not eaten in a, a large ox. Uh, so, and, but it sounds like it's saying that these are things that you can eat. So what's going on here? Rather, actually there's a machloket. There's two opinions in the Mishnah. The first opinion is anything that would not be edible in the large and the large ox would not be edible. So therefore, this cartilage would is not edible in an ox and it was is not edible. Uh, you cannot consider it food in the in the baby goat. However, but there's another opinion that says. No, you can you can uh, include that the ends of the ribs and the cartilage, uh, seemingly because even though they're not edible as is in the adult ox, if you cook it a lot, uh, it'll soften up. So uh, potentially, it could even could be edible in the in the large ox. Uh, so that's the first. That's Rabbah's way of explaining the Mishnah. Uh, Rabbah, however, says no. It's all one opinion. Rabbah Amar Mahen Ketane. It's using a here's an example. 
פורמט, והכי קטן, כל הנכד בשור הגדול בשלקה יאכל בגדי הרך בסלי. He's adding in a little bit of explanation. Anything that is, would be edible for an adult ox if you cook it, right? So he allows a little bit more leniency that soften up while cooking. That can be eaten um uh when even for the young goat for the baby goat even though that's actually roasted and the roasting is not going to soften it up as much but still edible because it's a baby for example the ends of the ribs and the cartilage right they would be edible so really rava says everything is one opinion which would be the same as the yeshomrim in rabba's reading and we're going to prefer rava uh, he's the student of rabba because he has a baraita that supports him. The baraita says exactly the, the words that he that he adds in. Uh, so that's all exactly what he said, right? If it's if it can be boiled in the adult ox and become edible, then you can eat it when it's roasted in the baby goat. Uh, that's and for example, uh, these uh, these parts, the end of the ribs and the cartilage. The Braita then adds another couple of things. Vegidin harakin, one thing. Venidonin kabasad. Also, uh, soft sinews are like uh, judged as meat. They're also considered edible. Okay, good. So that's uh, the first, um, go to the outline. That's the Mishnah and the first Machloka between Rabba and Rava, and we prefer Rava. The end of that, but I mentioned sinews. So now we're going to talk more about that. And we see Machloka between Rabbi Yochanan and Shakish. Are they considered edible? Because right now, in their current condition, right, they are edible. Uh, but Shakish says, no, in the future, they're going to harden. And so we follow their future condition. We're going to see that Rabbi Yochanan actually changes, changed his mind uh, during his career and ended up, uh, filed, ended up agreeing with Resh Lakish. Itmar, Gidin, Shesofan Lahakshot, right? The baby, it's, it's a baby now and they're edible, but they will harden when it's an adult. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Nimnin Alehen Bapesach, they are considered food. And then uh, you can add in, uh, you know, a couple of more people uh, into your group because they can say, oh, we'll eat the Kezait because we count those Gidin in uh, the volume of the edible uh, he says, no, we do not. What's the essence of their controversy? Rabbi Yochanan says, we follow the current condition, and right now it's edible. No, we do not count them because eventually they will become inedible. So we don't count them in. Shakish now will challenge Rabbi Yochanan's uh, opinion. Uh, that is saying that we follow the current condition. is challenging from our very Mishnah, which says uh, you can anything that is edible in an adult ox, all that is considered edible in a young goat. My hand like the ends of the ribs and the cartilage. So brought a couple of examples of things uh, that are that are that are like this and are okay, but. Uh, Gidin, no, that would not be that would not be included. And so, in other words, in this case, we follow what they're going to be, uh, and they're not going to be edible when it's an adult ox. So they are not edible now. That's what the Mishnah said. No, the, the, the Mishnah mentioned a couple of things 
that are okay. And uh, it didn't mention everything. It just gave a couple of examples. But the truth is, Rabbi Yochanan says, I think the Mishnah would include also these Gidim. Uh, What's the reason why the cartilage and the ends of the ribs are okay? Because even though they're not really edible as is, but if you, if you boil them in an adult ox, then they become edible. So, so too, the Gidin, if you boil them, they become edible. Uh, so really that, um, that follows the Braita that we had uh, above. So Rabbi Yochanan was able to resolve that question. Okay, now, um, another question that they're going to ask to Rabbi Yochanan. Listen, when you go to the Abhu, can you ask, do me a favor and ask him this question? This is the Biyamiyah asking the question uh, through a messenger. Me, um, by the way, the Biyamiyah is known to ask uh, out of the box questions uh, that, uh, you know, uh, some people, they bother some people, uh, kind of very technical questions. Um, did Rabbi Yochanan really say what you what we what it was he was quoted saying that when when the, regarding the sinews since um, that are going to end up becoming uh, hard later on we still consider them food now because we go by the current state right that's that's how that's how he was quoted you quoted him but did he really say that? Right, and another occasion, the Shakish asked Rabbi Yochanan about another similar case. The skin on the head of a calf. Uh, so that when it's a when it's a baby calf, that skin is very soft and is edible. The question is, can it become tameh in tameh as food? Right, food has uh, is more susceptible to a tumah than other things. So, if if this is considered like regular hide of an animal that's not edible and does not become tameh like food, um, the question is this: because it's soft and is edible, are you going to consider it like food for the purposes of receiving tumah? And the Biochanan responded, "Vamarlo and metame, no, and mitame, it does not become uh, impure. In other words, he does not consider it food. Well, even though it's edible now because it's nice and soft, alma batar basof azlinan, he doesn't consider it food because eventually, when the calf grows up, that skin will harden into hide and will not become will not be edible. So you see now that the Biochanan, according to this." the conversation, thinks that we follow the future condition. And that contradicts what he just said, that we follow the current condition. All right, so he went and asked the question uh, to Rabbi Abu, and Rabbi Abu said, Whoever, whoever uh, offered this contradiction, whoever asked this question, in other words, Rabbi Irmiya, who sent him on this mission, uh, he was not careful with his flower. This seems to be a, uh, a metaphor. Uh, there were people that were professional, uh, um, uh, um, that would carry around mills. And you know, if you have flour, they would uh, grind it for you. They didn't care if it was fine flour or coarse flour. They would just grind anything without thinking, without looking what they were grinding. So he says, whoever asks you this question is kind of like that. This is a person that just likes asking questions, but isn't actually looking into the content of the matter that they are asking. So this is... Uh, 
this is a pretty mean insult uh, to say, you know, he's just producing random questions, but he's not actually thinking about them. Okay, why is this a bad question? actually changed his mind, right? And he, he, he agreed, what he said here in this conversation is what he truly believes, that we follow the end, what it's going to be. And the original thing he said uh, up above about the Gidin, uh, that we follow the current condition, that is not what he thinks anymore. Uh, and we know because he, uh, when the Shakish challenged him on this, the Biochanan says, "Don't upset me, right? Don't, don't give me, don't bother me about this because I was basing myself on a Mishnah that I thought was majority opinion, and that Mishnah taught." that you follow the current condition. But now I realize that that, that Mishnah is a minority opinion. And so I, I rejected it. Um, and now I, I came along and I changed my mind and I agree with you that we follow the future condition. Okay, and therefore, you know, you shouldn't have asked that question. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan changed his mind. All right, good. So that was Rabbi Yochanan Rashakish and he changed his mind. And now we have uh, the next Mishnah uh, which is going to be talking about notad and breaking bones. Um, this law that you cannot break a bone, when does it apply? Uh, so it's two opinions. These are somewhat parallel to something we saw yesterday. Uh, Tanakhama says, only if it's a valid sacrifice, then you cannot break the bone. But if it's an invalid sacrifice, then it's okay to break the bones. The Bi-Yudanasi says a different formulation, only if it's edible, then you can't break the bones. But if it's not edible, then you can't break the bones. So being edible is even more uh, limited than being valid. So those are to be is, is more lenient. Now, what's the practical difference, right? When do you have a case of something that would be um, uh, invalid, uh, that where there, was, there would be a difference when something is valid um, and, not, um, and yet not edible? Uh, so the Gemara is going to offer eight different scenarios that would be a practical difference between Tanakama and Rabi. And uh, we'll actually prove that uh, uh, four of them from a uh, from a, an a, a authoritative source. All right, so this is a fun exercise to figure out all these eight different solutions. Uh, so here's the Mishnah: Hashabedet ha'esem ba'Pesach tahor hadeze loke adbaim. If you have a korban Pesach that is pure, in other words, it's a good, valid korban Pesach, and someone breaks a bone, so they violated. This love and they get 40 lashes. But someone who leaves notar, if it's a pure good sacrifice, and he leaves over meat, then he does not get lashes. Also, if he breaks a bone in an animal that's tameh, he also does not receive lashes. So let's see why he does not receive lashes in these two cases. Right, we understand the first law that we all, everybody knows the explicit pasuk. If you leave any meat left over, then, um, sorry, the the reason why moti um, right when you have notar, you have to burn it, but you don't get lashes. Why don't you get lashes even though you didn't eat it all and you left it over till the morning? Because we have a general rule that love and if you have something that says don't do this, but if you did it, here's a remedy. So that remedy is in place of lashes. You shouldn't get lashes because it's offering you a remedy. So don't leave any left or any meat left over till the morning. If you did, 
then burn it. So if you did then burn it, so that means you don't get a punishment. And that's the general rule. And that applies here. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yudah, explaining why Hamotir Betahor does not get lashes. Rabbi Yaakov gives another derivation. No, I don't even need, that's too complicated. I have a simpler way. This is a love that has no action, right? How do you violate this? You just sit around and do, and do nothing, right? If you uh, have the Koban Pesach there and you fall asleep and you do nothing and don't eat it, then you violate. So anything that is, is violated by being passive, you don't get lashes on. You only get lashes if you actually do something active and action in order to violate it. Okay, so that, 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 this, this one is clear. But now the question is, how about shover milan? How do you know that one is permitted to, not only are you not uh, um, liable, but you actually are permitted to break a bone uh, of a tameh animal, a tameh koban. Is a limiting word. Bo means only if it's a valid, if it's kasher, then uh, you cannot break the bone. But if it's invalid, disqualified, then you can. All right, good. Now we have the source. We're going to find, show, uh, bring a baraita that gives two different uh, formulations of this. Tanura banan. That's exactly what we said before. So Tanakama says the difference is between kosher and pasul, valid and disqualified. The B Omer, says, The beginning of the pasuk says it should be eaten in one house, and then it continues on and says, So this law of not eating, not breaking, it has something to do with it being edible. If you can actually eat it, then, right, so it has to not only be kosher or valid, it also actually has to be edible, then you cannot break the bone. But if it cannot be eaten for whatever reason, then the law does not apply and you can break the bones. All right, these seem to be very similar, right? When would you have a difference between the two? My benayhu, answer number one. Let's say the community, most of the community is Tameh. And you're allowed to bring the Koban Pesach when most of the community is Tameh. So according to the one that says it needs to be valid, this is not valid. Um, it's not Kasher, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, disqualified in the sense that it's brought in the state of ritual impurity. Um, and therefore the prohibition would not apply. But according to the one that says about being edible, it is actually edible in the state. Um, and uh, therefore, the breaking the bone does apply. So according to this, actually, the B's opinion would be more stringent than the Tanakama. Uh, so Rav Yosef doesn't like that. Rav Yosef Amar, no, in this kind of case, nobody would, everyone would agree that the prohibition does not apply. The B was actually coming to be more lenient than Tanakama, and in your interpretation is more stringent. <clears throat> um, but, uh, and this offering is, is disqualified because it's called ritually impure. So even though you can eat it. So actually in this case, everyone would agree that uh, the prohibition would not apply. Uh, so I'm gonna bring a second example, a second uh, scenario. 
that would be a difference between them. This is a scenario we actually saw on, on yesterday's daf. If it was once valid and then became pasul, became tamer, whatever. Um, so the point of the Tanakama, this is valid. And so it, uh, it was valid. And so therefore the prohibition does apply. According to the B, it's not edible now, even though it was once valid, but right now it's not edible. So therefore the prohibition does not apply. A third opinion. Says, no, in this, your case, everyone would agree, even Tanakama would agree that it does not, the prohibition does not apply. Each opinion, each scenario becomes more and more lenient, right? And says, no, well, everybody would agree that that's okay because even though it was valid before, right now it's not valid. It's not valid and it's not kosher. So everyone would agree that the prohibition does not apply. Rather, Another uh, answer, um, what it, we're talking about when it, uh, the, on the 14th, when before it's edible, uh, before you can eat it. So can you break the bone during the afternoon of the 14th? According to the one who says, is it a valid korban? It is a valid korban on the 14th, and therefore you cannot break the bone. According to the Buddha Nasi, you cannot eat it before it gets before nightfall, so it's not edible. Since it's not edible, the prohibition does not apply, so you can break the bones. All right, that's Abaye. Um, what are we up to? Abaye was number three. Okay, Rav Papa now is going to say the limb is half outside. Um, Metibe, um, before we get to that, we have a question. Metibe, the B Omed, Nimnin al Moach She Badosh, Ven Nimnin al Moach She Bakulit. So um, you said, you know, is it actually edible or not? Uh, we have a Braita, according to which the B, the Biodanasi says, you can count as food, right? And, and, and count as, as one of the Kizetim for people to, uh, to join in to the marrow that's in the, uh, in the head, in other words, the brain. Uh, that's said, that's edible. Uh, lots of people eat, uh, eat brains. Uh, but the thigh bone, the marrow in the thigh bone, no, that is not considered part of the, uh, not considered food. Why? Because the brain, you can get out of the skull even without breaking the bone, the, the, the skull. You can pull it out the nose, sorry. And if you think, which is what you said before, that you are allowed to break bones on the 14th, then why don't you include the marrow in the thigh bone? Why not just break it and take out, take out that marrow and then that you can add that to the volume for an, another kezayit, for another person to register. So, and this is the opinion of the B, from the fact that the B does not account the, the, uh, the uh, marrow in the thigh bone, sounds like he thinks that one may not break the bone, not even on the 14th. That's a challenge to Abaye. Amalach Abaye, Vlitamich, Mishacha Shecha Name, Naite Gum Marta, Venehot Ale, Veniklaha Venapeka, La Moach Dide, Venimni Ale. Says, No, how about, well, what would you answer? Abaye says to 
to, to that very question because there's a way to get every and to get it out even without breaking it right even at nightfall when for sure you can't break it open um, you could bring a coal and put it on the bone and burn it and you make a little hole and then you can you can take it out of the hole and then uh, you can count that also so why don't you say that that should be allowed because uh, burning a hole is not actually considered uh, breaking a bone. Breaking a bone, also uh, cutting a sinew, is not considered breaking a bone. So, uh, what's your answer to why you can't uh, make a hole and take it out? So, rather, the reason is because. Um, by doing that, you might, when you're trying to make that hole and open it, you might break it open. It might burst open, and then you and then you will violate um, uh, 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 breaking the bone. So just like you worry about that, so too that's what I would be uh, I would be worried about, and that's why I do not permit that. Or another reason because. You are you are so when you're burning it there at that location. You might be burning some of the actual food, and then you are uh, ruining uh, sacrificial food. Right, the, the fire might consume some of the marrow. Okay, so since even you agree that you can't do that at night, so um, uh, I would uh, I would I would I would say the same thing and make a gezerah the day before to that night. And that's why I would not permit uh, taking out the marrow that's in the, that's in the thigh bone. Um, but I still agree that you can take, um, that you can uh, um, break bones on the 14th. All right, so that's the opinion number three. Raf Papa, number four. No, no, all oh, in that case, also, everyone would agree that you're allowed to uh, to break the bone. In that case, you are not allowed to break the bone, right? Because at night, it's going to be edible. So you can't break the bone on the 14th. Just because it's not edible right now, no, it's, it's going about to be edible. There's nothing wrong with this korban. Uh, so he's actually, he, he would be more machmir than that, the, uh, the previous opinion, Abaya's opinion. We're talking about a limb that half of the limb went outside the wall of Jerusalem and half of it's in, right? Any part, you're not allowed to take the animal outside of Jerusalem. Any part that went out uh, becomes invalid. Manda kasher. Ha-kasheru, the one who says kosher, well, the part that's in is kosher, so you can't break it. The one who says about edible, the part that went out is not edible, and therefore you're allowed to break it. All right, it's not clear what his answer is because both is, half is in is half is out. So which one are you focusing on? Why focus on one more than the other? Uh, but in any case, this uh, the B's opinion here would could follow. Um, says that when it went half of it went out, we do not apply the law of Shavirat Ayasim. All right, this answer is not so clear, but the the Rishonim uh, discussed that. Uh, anyway, we have the next answer of Rav Sheshat Bered Rav Idi Amar. No, that case, if it's half out, then it's already uh, invalid. The part that went out is invalid, so you can break it. The high Eber Ha Pasulhu Ela Shevirata Ayasem Bena 
Ika Benaihu. Now, rather, we're talking about the uh, where that limb was not was not fully cooked. Um, that's the case. It's, it is valid, so therefore you cannot break it. But the one about edible, right now it's not edible because it's not cooked enough. So since it's not edible, you're allowed to break it. No, in that case, it would apply uh, the prohibition because just cook it more and then it will be edible. So you can't call that not edible. All right, so everyone would agree that that's valid and it is edible. We're talking about the fat tailbone. Um, right, that was a delicacy there the, the, of, the, of the sheep. Uh, which is not eaten by people. That goes on the Mizbeach. It is valid. It's a valid part of the Korban. Uh, so therefore, you may not break that bone. But according to the B, this is not edible because it's brought on the Mizbeach. So nobody can eat it. Therefore, you can break that bone. Okay, seventh answer. No, that kind of case, the uh, the tailbone, everyone would agree that uh, there's no problem of breaking the bone. Because it's not edible at all. Even Tanakama would would uh, would agree that it's so not edible that you, you can break that bone. We're talking about a limb that does not have uh, even a kezait basad on it. Talking about valid, it's valid, right? It's a valid uh, section of the Quran. According to the one that edible, edible means edible that has a kezait. If it's less than kezait, it's not called even uh, eaten, active eating. So therefore, you can break the bone if it doesn't have a lot of meat on it. And finally, no, that kind of case, everyone would agree that there's no, um, that uh, there is uh, no prohibition of breaking it because it's so little meat. Because you need to, there to be some meat on it. You have a limb where um, one part of it has a lot of, like a drumstick maybe, right? One part has a lot of meat on it, but the other part has only a little meat on it. And you want to break it at the part that has only a little meat on it. Once it's valid, absolutely it's valid. It has not lots of meat on it, the whole limb, a limb as a whole. So you cannot break it. But the one who says it be, who says edible, and it has to be edible at the point where you're going to break it. And here, on that part of the bone does not have a lot of meat on it. And so therefore, it's, there's nothing to eat there. So it's not edible. So you can break it. All right. That's the eight different uh, scenarios. And now we bring a baraita that is going to list a few of them, uh, four of them. And so this will back up four of the answers. Tanya ke'arba'a minayhu de tanya. Rabbi Omer, this is a B, the right, the second opinion. It brings again both halves of the pasuk. You have to eat it in one house and don't break the bone. Okay, this formulation is not really the same as what he said before. This is more of a general formulation, actually, the same as Tanakama, um, which is valid. You cannot break. 
but you, it's okay to break that which is pasul, all right? Even though he has formulation, since he did bring yachel, I guess we're going to interpret this the same way he did before. It has to be edible in order to, to violate uh, breaking it. So if it was once valid, uh, but not, but uh, now not valid anymore at the time that you're eating it, well, that's not edible. So you, you do not violate breaking the bone. That's like, that's what Av Yosef said. Um, if yeah, there is a shur achila, if it has uh, enough to eat, a kezait, then you violate. If it does not have a kezait to meet on it, then you don't violate breaking the bone. That's what uh, Rav Asher uh, said. Anything that you go on, uh, goes on the Mizbeach, like the fat tail, right? Does not, Shibirat uh, does not apply to that. That was the opinion of the Vietnam Nachman Bar Yishak. Beshat Achila, yesh bo mishum Shibirat Ayesem, shelo beshat Achila, en bo Shibirat Ayesem. You only violate during the time of eating, not, that, not when it's not during the time of eating, like on the 14th. That was the opinion of Abaye. Itema, that's, okay, that's it. So, um, yeah, then we go on to a new subject. So to summarize, we have these eight um, different opinions, but the Braita comes and supports two, three, six, and seven. Um, and, uh, well, that's, uh, I think that's enough for today. Baruch Adonai Amen